episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there, from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. Here at Calm, Cool, and Connected, we enjoy exploring different and sometimes non-conventional ways of taking care of our physical and mental health. We've talked about physical exercise, meditation, mental health therapy, CBD, and so much more. And today is no different as we dive into exploring the use of flower remedies for personal growth. As a reminder, the team here at Call and & Cool and & Connected does not endorse the claims made for the products we're discussing, but rather we're doing it from an educational perspective of possible alternatives for holistic well-being. Here with us today is Katie Hess, the founder of Lotus Way and the Self-Arising Nature Center. Katie's going to be sharing with us about the use of flower essences to potentially accelerate personal growth and well-being. Hi, Katie. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you for joining us. Tell us a bit about yourself before we get started, um, a little bit about your background and the work you're currently doing. Yes, yeah, so I've been working with flower essences for the last 20 years. The first 10 years I worked with people one-on-one, sort of like a therapist. People would come in and we'd talk about what's working and not working in their life, and then I would make them a customized remedy to take over the next month. And what happened was I just saw such incredible transformations in people that I thought I need to come up with a way to reach more people. So the second decade of my career, I focused on growing a company, making products that I could reach people all over the world and finding unique and different ways to educate people about this incredible modality that in the United States, not many people know about, actually. Well, sure. And so a lot of people are really familiar with essential oils and that's very frequently used. How tell us about flower elixirs? Like, what is the difference between the two? Mm hmm. Yeah, most people know what essential oils are, you know, like highly scented, distilled juice direct from the plant. Flower essences are the life force. So we're talking about the way that specific flowers make you feel. And what's really interesting is that everybody knows that different flowers make them feel differently. It's like some kind of innate wisdom that we have. Like you wouldn't necessarily give your mom 12 long stem red roses for for Mother's Day, right? Sure. And And we know that like, Walking in a peony garden feels totally different than walking in a redwood forest. So we know that different botanicals make us feel different. The key is how do we capture that feeling and then be able to introduce that into our system every day. And that's where the flower essences come in. And so how exactly does that process work? What exactly is, is it a, a substance? How, how does this process work? Yep. So whereas with essential oils, you need all kinds of crazy distillation equipment and you need, you know, 40 roses for one drop of rose oil. Flower essences, you just need maybe one to 10 blossoms. They have to be right at their full bloom point. They need to be collected directly in nature where they're growing. Like you can't do this with any cut flowers. And you use the light of the sun as a catalyst to drive the um, life force or the healing power of the flower into water. Then you 
preserve it with alcohol. So in what you end up with it is like a homeopathic of that particular flower. And then you could take it internally or apply it externally. Okay. And so how, what are the benefits of this? How are you helping? So your clients who come, what are the benefits they're receiving? It's basically like meditation on steroids without having to sit. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm a huge proponent of meditation, but that being said, you know, sometimes we don't have time. So the ability to drop some drops in your water, coffee, or tea as you're, you know, rocket and roll into your next appointment and each specific flower affects your mood and your mind differently. So like maybe you're taking something to sleep better. Maybe you want to attract love. Maybe you want to laugh more. Maybe you've gotten too serious, right? It can be something super simple like survival needs. Like I just need to get more done at work or I need more energy all the way to something more complex and subtle. Like I want to unravel childhood issues that are triggering me or, you know, affecting my everyday life. Okay. And so you talk about like flowers are, can be, teach us things that we don't know about ourselves or can be used to teach us things we do know about ourselves. Tell us, tell me what you mean by that. Is that kind of what you're describing in terms of using them for these different needs? Yeah. So there's sort of a process that happens when we start working with flower essences. What they do is they reduce static. So if you think of our bodies as made of all these different energies, right? And we get staticky from maybe not eating at the right time, from working too much on electronics, from using our cell phone a lot, we get a little bit ragged. And so first the flower essences come in and just harmonize everything and make us more stable and strong. Once we're at that point, then they start showing us things about ourselves, like impatience, or maybe we're acting a certain way in a relationship dynamic. It's almost like being able to see in your blind spot suddenly something about yourself that you didn't see before so that then you can make a change if you want to. That's so fascinating. Where did the research start on all of this? How was this, you know, originally developed or even found out about? Yeah, so flower essences have been used for thousands of years. You can see in pretty much every culture around the world from Aborigines in Australia drinking the dewdrops from the tops of bush lollies to medicine women in Central America picking special flowers, soaking them in water in the sunlight, and then dumping them over your head. They called it spiritual bathing. Mm. The, in Europe, the alchemists and doctors would recommend their patients to go out into the wild, look for specific flowers, and drink the dewdrops from the top. So it wasn't until the 1930s, 40s that a doctor in England figured out how to scale the dew. <laughs> okay. Especially for people like you and me who live in Arizona and we don't have dew here. So he figured out how to scale it, how to, how to create those infusions and bottle it so that we could bring it into our everyday life. And from that point on, it's been wildly popular, successful in Europe. Doctors are prescribing them. You'll see them in every pharmacy across Australia. When I lived in Mexico, everybody knew the difference between flower essences and essential oils. So when I came back to the U.S., I was kind of shocked that, you know, such a small proportion of our population was actively using them. So that's my goal is to get more people um, to be aware of them and how powerful they can be. Okay, because it sounds like globally they're, they are actually well known and frequently utilized. So, yeah, that, that makes sense that you're trying to spread the message. What is meant by the true language of flowers? What what do you mean by that? I mean, I think we've all seen like books or like Victorian, you know, this particular flower means uh, resentment or this flower symbolizes beauty. And so when I say the true language, it's like going beyond just a symbol. 
Like when we see something in kind of a 2D way and it's like, this is a symbol of love versus a true like emanation transmission of love, right? So when you're, you're walking in nature and you come out of the forest a few hours later and you feel like a completely different person, that's like the true language of flowers. Or when you walk into a flower shop and you're like, I'm going to buy myself flowers or someone that I love. And you know, like you're drawn <clears throat> to a specific flower because you know what you need or you know what the person you love needs. That's that language that we all speak, but we just forget that we speak it. Okay, so you're saying it's like this innate part of all of us that has been lost over time. Yeah, and it's like, in a sense, it's not lost because we're employing it all the time. Like if, if right. you walk into a flower shop and you pick a particular flower, I guarantee you that you will pick exactly what you need, but you're, you're not aware that. Okay, sure. Like we're not aware. Oh, I'm picking that because I need a little extra boost in this area of my life. Right. But we just know that's a knowingness. How do different uh, flowers from different places, different places in the world, what do they, what do they teach us? So when you, you know, if it's from different countries or different regions, how do they teach you different things? Yeah, I found that different regions, the botanicals embody a certain similar energetic footprint in a sense. So like a lot of the flowers that I would find in Costa Rica are incredible at going really deep into subconscious fears, like fears of being persecuted, right? Which could just mean like canceled on social media or something crazy like that. Sure. Uh, flowers in Iceland have a lot to do with childlike wonder. Flowers from Southeast Asia help us embrace abundance and being able to grow really quickly our business for example so it's interesting to see that although you know specific botanicals each have their own special sauce an area in the world can can give you sort of an overview of a particular energy and how would how would people get started with you so like what are the safety elements of this so when they come in with you know, meet with you and describing whether it's ailments or what they, you know, the benefits they want to receive. How would they get started? It's so easy. It's crazy. So, I mean, basically you, it's as easy as like <clears throat> looking at the flowers you're most attracted to and then starting there. So like, for example, on our website, which is lotusway.com, W-E-I.com, uh, you can go to the quiz and just look at the flowers that you're most drawn to, and then it'll give you a reading of where to start. And you can okay. always trust that you'll always be attracted to what you need. Okay. And then at that point, contacting you and the, the safety elements of, I assume people are consuming the flowers directly, but process that takes place. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the infusion is actually goes through a, a pretty strategic dilution process, similar to homeopathy. So okay. it's totally safe for anyone. You can, you can actually make remedies from poisonous flowers too, because it's so dilute by the time you get to the final remedy that people take. Elderly can take them. Little small children can take them. Pregnant women can take them. They're totally safe. It's not like essential oils and herbs where you have to kind of know the landscape. We just say that babies under the year of, under one year, hold mm -hmm. off, use honey um, in our remedies. But mom, pregnant, pregnant and nursing moms can take them and then their children get the benefit as well. Okay, very cool. Where can our viewers find out more about you? Are you on social media or, in, and I know you mentioned your website. 
Yeah, we're everywhere on social media, so you can feel free to reach out that way. We're happy to reconnect you with nature and connect you to the remedies that you need. So reach out to any capacity and our team will help you figure out what you need. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Liz. And thank you all for tuning into this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram, and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.